What's going on, good people, and welcome to Live by the Three Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Give me a follow on Instagram at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three. Now, last pod I said that the Raptors hosting the Trailblazers on October 30th on Halloween Eve was the get-right game that the Raptors were looking for. They lost a couple tough games in a row, and with a young, inexperienced, rebuilding Portland Trailblazers who was without Anthony Simons. You would think that the Raptors would be able to take advantage, impose their will, be physical with the young, inexperienced players of the Blazers, but that simply was not the case tonight. And the Raptors fall again, losing their third game in a row to the Blazers, 99-91, to where the Blazers shot just under 45% from the field, 38 for 85, 11 for 35 from three, and just around 31%, and 12 for 15 from the free throw line at 80%. The Raptors shot 38 for 94 from the field at 40%, an atrocious 4 for 29 from the three-point line at just under 14%, 13.8 to be exact, which is the second worst in franchise history, and 11 for 15 from the free throw line at 73%. Now, as for the other stats, they're pretty much identical, only small discrepancies here and there. Uh, the rebounding edge went to the Blazers at 51-47. to DeAndre Ayton had a monster game, 23 rebounds by himself. But everything else was pretty close. And in a game where the Raptors did lose, they only turned over the ball 11 times to the Blazers' 14. Fast break points were identical at 22 apiece and points off turnovers were identical as well at 19 points apiece. But to me, it was loss on the offensive glass, the second chance points, 21 to 12 in favor of the Blazers. Though tonight, specifically, outside of the same issues that we've been discussing over the last few games, the half-court offense not being what it is, A lot of ISO ball tonight, but shooting 4 for 29 from 3 at 13.8% to be exact is not going to win you basketball games. Now, as I've said, it is great to see that the Raptors are taking more shots and they're being aggressive. And boy, were they aggressive shooting the basketball tonight. Now, the quality of the three-point shot was not very good tonight, but... They missed a lot of open opportunities. A lot of shots that they were hitting in previous games were simply not going down tonight. And with the inability to generate some sort of flow in the half-court offense, it simply found Dennis, Pascal, and Scotty in order for them to score the basketball. And if it wasn't them, it was very challenging for the Raptors once again to get something done there. Now, there were flashes of good half-court offense, especially between Jakob Pertl and Dennis Schroeder in the pick-and-roll, and Jakob having his best game of the season at 14 and 10, 14 points, 10 rebounds, that is. Beyond that, it was a struggle. However, the second biggest takeaway after tonight's game, other than the half-court offense, would have to be the role players coming off the bench. Between Chris Boucher, Jalen McDaniels, Malachi Flynn, Gary Trent Jr., and Grady Dick, they combined for 17 points. Malcolm Brogdon for the Blazers in 29 minutes put up 21 points, 
three rebounds, five assists, on nine for 21 shooting, three for seven from three, and 0 for one from the free throw line. In 29 minutes, a player that doesn't want to be there, but he's maintaining his professionalism, a player who did not want to come to the Raptors and chose Boston last season, continues to have our number. He single-handedly outscored the Raptors' second unit tonight. And it just reinforces what I said in the last pod and in previous pods after that. The lack of creation, the lack of scoring punch that is coming off the bench, it's going to be very challenging for the Raptors to string together some wins with this inconsistent play. Now, the bench is better than last season, but we are missing the creation. And this is where I thought that Dennis Schroeder can really help the second unit while he's done a great job getting everyone involved, being a pest on defense. The bench needs that anchor. And Gary Trent Jr. is not turning into a playmaking guard anytime soon. Malachi Flynn continues to struggle as a ball handler for the second unit, though he had some nice possessions getting to the rim tonight. But he's not striking fear into the defense, and the Raptors in general is not striking fear into anyone. After the first four games, I'm struggling to figure out what is the true identity of this team. Now, we know that they are going to be a great team defensively, but it's not perfect as yet. Though there are some possessions or moments throughout the game that they look stellar, and then they would get beat on a backdoor cut. Or they would lose their guy on the perimeter, leading to an open three, leading to corner threes. It just seems like every single thing that the Raptors do right now is a struggle. And as I mentioned, there are going to be some growing pains. They are prioritizing, developing their players, and I'm all for it. But at some point in time, you're going to have to put that aside and try to win some basketball games. And... That is not no disrespect to anyone. I truly believe from the coaching staff, players, and everybody else that they are doing their absolute best to be prepared every single game. And they are looking to be a strong, competitive team day in and day out. But Coach Ryakovich, while he's giving everyone an opportunity, is struggling to find the right combinations right now. But it was unfortunate that the Raptors were not able to come away with the victory tonight. With a team that was coming off a of back-to-back, 0-3 to start the season, struggling with health issues, the Raptors being a relatively healthier team, the more experienced team, fell short. With all that being said, I did like what Coach Ryakovich said after the game, talking about the individuality of this team, and I'm going to assume it had to do a lot with the 19 assists that the Raptors had tonight, the ball movement was not there as in previous games. And he spoke about it and he said that, and I'm paraphrasing, that individuality does not trump the success of the team. If the shots aren't going down, if the shots that you're taking are not going down, what are you trying to do? What else are you trying to do to help your team win? Are you going to crash boards? Are you playing better defense? Are are you running out in transition more? And Fred Van Vliet spoke about this last season. It's about finding your value. What are you bringing to the table? 
and I truly feel that the Raptors are struggling to find their value as individuals and struggling to find their value as a team. Hopefully they'll be able to figure that out much sooner rather than later. But let's quickly go into the stats tonight. Pascal Siakam, it was great to see him being aggressive. It was great for him to be hunting down those shots. He looked a little bit of Pascal of old. The The three-point shot was not there tonight, but he was able to get into the post, get into the mid-range, get to the rim, run out in transition. He was literally doing it all. It just was not very efficient, but I think it's a step in the right direction. And I know there's going to be some sort of narrative around not giving the ball to Pascal or because we gave the ball to Pascal, sorry, that we ended up losing the game. That's simply not the case. Scotty Barnes, who has been tremendous over the last few games, and especially at the start of the season, they were a combined 40 points tonight. And if your two players can find a way to coexist, I'm pretty sure that the rest of the team can follow suit, and it will eventually translate to wins. I truly feel that Pascal and Scotty can coexist, and this team will be successful once they figure it out. But 20 points for Pascal, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal, 9 for 21 shooting from the field, 0 for 6 from 3, 2 for 3 from the free throw line. OG Ananobi, it was great to see him back in the lineup, struggled a bit, was able to put up 9 threes, only hitting 2. It was OG of old and experimental OG. And when I say OG of old, he would wait in the corner, take the corner three, wait for those open opportunities, get out in transition, let his defense feed into his offense. And then there were moments where it was new OG where he was trying to create an isolation and he ended up dribbling into the middle of a zone and ended up being a turnover. He ended up falling over and you know how that goes with OG. Not his best game offensively. He looked a step slow, but I definitely feel that He'll be better next game. He's had a great start to the season as well. But the shots were not falling tonight for him. 10.3 rounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, and a block. On 4 for 12 shooting from the field, 2 for 9 from 3, and no attempts on the free throw line. Scotty Barnes continues to impress early on in the season. His defense, to me, has been the most impressive part of his, of his game this season. The confidence, the aggression... Everything he is doing is dripping with confidence. It doesn't matter who's in front of him. He is looking for his opportunities. And he's staying aggressive. Not taking possessions off. It's it's simply great to see. He's just doing it a variety of ways. Getting out in transition. Getting downhill in the half court. Hunting down mismatches. Taking shots when they're available. It's exactly what you want to see from him. And while it didn't translate into a win you love that he continues to build confidence and it's just great to see him finding ways to be successful even if he's not having the most impactful game on offense he's just doing it he's just doing a little bit of everything and it's absolutely a joy to watch 20 points 12 rebounds giving him a double double two assists two steals and a block eight for 19 shooting from the field one for four from three and three for three from the free throw line Jakob Pertl, his best game offensively, but had his hands full on the defensive end. DeAndre Ayton was giving him trouble. 
the the quickness of the guards and forwards on the Blazers. He had a hard time keeping up with them. But in terms of activity, in terms of how he looked, in my opinion, it's the best he's looked all season despite the defensive miscues. But 14 points, 10 rebounds, giving him a double-double, one assist and a block on a very efficient 6-for-8 shooting from the field and 2-for-3 from the free-throw line. And Dennis Schroeder, as I mentioned, continues to pilot the crew. Not very efficient on the offensive end. Still has the ball a lot in his hands. I I believe, from the looks of it, it's no different from when Fred Van Vliet was here. But the impact is slightly different as he's trying to be more of a facilitator and less of a scorer than Fred Van Vliet. However, as I mentioned, and I'll continue to mention, having Schroeder, Portal, Barnes, and Pascal on the floor at the same time, shrinks the floor, limits the opportunities. It is actually amazing, and I'm very impressed that they're able to find that success with the lack of space on the floor and the fact that Dennis is able to be as effective as he has been, especially in the pick and roll with limited spacing. It's not perfect, but at moments it has been effective. 10 points, 8 assists, 1 steal, and a and one defensive rebound on 4-for-10 shooting from the field, 1-for-3 from 3, and 1-for-1 at the free throw line. As for the role players, as I mentioned, it was a struggle tonight. Chris Boucher struggled to find his impact on the offensive end, but was very active on the defensive end, but 4 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, and a block on 1-for-4 shooting from the field, and 2-for-2 from the free throw line. Jalen McDaniels continues to struggle continues to struggle on the defensive end just as bad as the offensive end hasn't had the impact that I was expecting but no points tonight only one shot attempt from three and one assist Malachi Flynn as I mentioned had some shining moments this game but overall lacked the physicality on the defensive end though he did get a steal the quickness and the size of a scoot of a shade and sharp Malcolm Brogdon they had a field day at Malachi's expense, unfortunately. Six points, one rebound, and a steal on 3-for-5 shooting from the field. 0-for-2 from three and no attempts at the free throw line. Gary Trent Jr. did not look good tonight. It was a struggle. He just seemed uncomfortable. Shots that he would normally hit, and that's the same for the entire team, but shots that he would normally hit was not going down for him. Had a tough time defensively. It was just one of those games. Three points, one rebound, two assists, and a steal. On one for seven shooting from the field. 0 for one from three. One for three from the free throw line. And last but definitely not least, Grady Dick, who showed a little bit more than just being a spot-up shooter tonight, was crashing the glass tonight, grabbing six boards, was putting the ball on the floor, getting out in transition. He's looking to find his place. And more importantly, he's looking not to settle. He's looking to find... His value, like I mentioned, on the court. And while it wasn't as impressive offensively tonight as it was last game, you like that he's doing a little bit more than just being a one-dimensional player. And I think he's going to be better for it. Four points, six rebounds, two steals, on two for seven shooting from the field, 0 for three from three, and no attempts from the free throw line. As I mentioned, the Raptors are one and three. And they only have a day's rest before taking on a 
new-looking Milwaukee Bucks team with Freak Time. I'm not very fond of that name. So that would probably be the first and last time I refer to them as Freak Time. But Giannis, Antetokounmpo, and Damian Lillard coming to Toronto. They're 2-1 and one on the season. Dame is giving the Bucks a boost that I'm sure that they were banking on when they made that trade. And dealing with two superstars at this point of the season, the Raptors are going to have a tough time hanging around this game if they are struggling offensively. Now, what can they do to slow down the Bucks? Well, first and foremost, don't go under any screens involving Damian Lillard. He is too good a shooter, too good a scorer for you to gamble with him. You're talking about one of their premier scorers of the league, especially in clutch, with unlimited range and supreme confidence. You do not want to leave him open at any point in time. Giannis is going to do what Giannis does best, and that is being a bully, getting out in transition, and imposing his will whenever he can. I think if the Raptors are going to have any chance against the Bucks, they're going to have to be sound defensively. That is priority number one. It is inexcusable. You cannot leave anybody open on this Bucks team. And you're going to have to stay disciplined. Coach Ryakovich spoke about being a sound team defensively and especially being a great team defensively when they're going man-to-man. I don't think they should be playing much zone this game. I definitely feel that playing these guys straight up is a much better option than scheming against them. Limit their transition opportunities. Get out in transition and try to not let that ball stick in the half court. As I've said, the .5 second offense comes and goes. But taking on a team like Milwaukee, you're going to have to bring your A game. And the Raptors are definitely struggling with that right now. In terms of a prediction, I have no idea how this game is going to go. I think that the Raptors are capable of coming away with the victory. But a lot of things have to go right. And if they're going to be shooting 4 for 29 against the Bucks with a struggling half-court offense, and if they're unable to get out in those transition opportunities, the Raptors are going to have a tough time. However, it is a new game. It is a new day. And I imagine that what they lacked against the Blazers they're definitely going to bring against the Bucks, And I'll leave it off there, folks. Thank you to all listeners, new and old, for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. I apologize for the delay. Life has been a little busy, but I'm doing my best to maintain the reaction pods, whether it comes out at night or when I'm dropping this first thing in the morning. So good night to all and good morning as well. I appreciate every single one of you. If you have not done so, please subscribe and rate the podcast it'll mean so much if you take the time to do so and until the next episode which will be very soon everyone please continue to stay healthy and stay safe good people peace